0: Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Are you looking for practical ministry help to drive your ministry further, faster? Have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of others in pursuit of stuff that we wish they had taught in seminary. Buckle up and let's get started with this week's Unseminary Podcast.
1: Well, hey everybody, happy Thursday. Uh, Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. My name's Rich, the host around these parts. Super excited that you've decided to spend some time with us. We trust you, we're just so, I mean, we're so glad that you've decided had to trust us uh, to spend time with, uh, with you today. Today, we have a real treat. Uh, we've got Dan Ryland on the phone. Uh, he's one of uh, just a few people who've been on the podcast before that's back for a return engagement. So I'm so excited uh, to have Dan with us. Dan, thanks so much for being with us today.
2: Uh, Rich, thank you for inviting me. I'm glad to be here. Looking forward to this conversation and it'll be obvious why.
1: <laughs> nice. So Dan is the executive pastor. For people who don't know, Dan's one of those guys that needs uh, doesn't need much of an introduction. Well-known uh, executive pastor at 12 Stone Church uh, in Atlanta, a multi-site church. Uh, but Dan, I thought what we could do is we could start with you giving us a bit of the kind of 12 Stone story. Tell us about 12 Stone.
2: Cool. Um, well, let me start with our DNA I think I think the DNA that we have identified the uh, the culture mm-hmm. is is one that's really who we are more than we went away on a retreat and we came up with you know two clever things. <laughs> so so uh, the, a way to sort of grab hold of us really quick is three three thoughts. One is spiritual intensity, mm-hmm. creative ideation, and leadership development. Mm. Those that's really who we are. That the those three components of spiritual intensity, creative ideation, and leadership development, hmm. and and if you want to climb in and you you can't hardly be around us very long. Or you're going to see those things, feel those things, hear hmm. those things. People will come in and tease us and razz us that you can't be on twelve stone for four minutes without hearing somebody talk about prayer or leadership development. Right. Um, another three things you'll hear a lot of the more visionary words of how we translate that a bit is lost, least. And leadership. Mm. Um, hmm. We're about the lost. Uh, we're, we're, we'll do anything to reach the lost. We're about the least. We want to give ourselves away and serve. And we're about leadership. We we truly have passion for the next gen and to raise up leaders. So hmm. uh, just for another little nugget, and then yeah. we'll go on to another question. But yeah. Twelve Stones twenty seven years old.
1: Nice. I know. <laughs>
2: And uh, although we feel like we were rebirthed with a new name and a new everything about eight years ago, mm-hmm. some pretty God-given kind of growth, but that, that's, that's not how it started. In the early days, it was a rougher, slower go. It took seven years for the church to get to 200 people. Hmm. Wow! And that—and then it took seven more years for the church to get to 1,400, 1,500 people.
3: Mm.
2: So it was 14 years in. Uh, before some things really begin to grab hold and and take off and and go forward. So this is not a a splash in the pan deal. It's a layer by layer by layer for a long time. Got to give major props to the senior pastor, Kevin Myers, Mm -hmm. who is the founding pastor. Mm -hmm. 27 years, godly man, he's stuck it out the whole way.
1: Well, I think that I think that's a really good thing to point out. I just wanna, you know, underline what you said there. I think particularly with and you'll see where the conversation goes, I think it might be one of those things where people would say like, Wow, this is like overnight success kind of like crazy explosive thing. You know, it's been 27 years of, you know, faithfulness of a leadership team. Kevin, obviously at the, the helm of that, um, that have, has brought your church to the place where you're at today. And that's, you know, there's a lot of churches that are out there and they're in the first seven years part of that conversation right there. Right. They're at that point, um, you know, and who knows where God's taking them in the future. So, well, well what I, the thing I love about those, uh, you know, even your core values, there, spiritual intensity, creative uh, ideation and leadership development, you know, is there anything happening at your church these days uh, that kind of brings all those to bear? That's obviously a loaded question. We know what we're going to talk about today, or at least I know, but is there anything happening that, that may be kind of bringing all those to bear for you with particularly this pioneer campaign I've been hearing about Absolutely. coming out of, uh, out of 12 stone?
2: Absolutely. It's either the biggest God-sized vision we've ever had. Or the craziest thing we've ever done, <laughs> and right. maybe, uh, Rich, a little bit of both. Yes. But we are we are birthing five campuses. We're going to go from four campuses to nine campuses on Jan- the weekend of January 11.
3: Hmm.
2: And we've been in process for 18 to 24 months of of really, you know, disciplined diligence preparing for this, mm-hmm. and. Uh, um, you know, when we think about the difference. My wife likes to say it this way: the difference between birthing one baby and birthing quintuplets. <laughs> it's very difficult to compare. Yes. And I, and even though I can't claim to what that feels like, I think I can almost say. It, yes. You know? Wow. Uh, so yeah, we're 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 with God's help, we're going after birthing five at one time
1: on wow. one weekend. On one weekend. Now, why don't we? What were some of the factors that led you to that decision? So, obviously, how long have you been multi-site, and you know, how long have you been doing the campuses thing? And then, what brought you to the point where, where, um, you know, that you kind of saw a bit of God's handprint to say, well, maybe this is the next step for us?
2: Yeah. Well, the the uh, uh, let's go back to your first question. Mm -hmm. We've been doing the multi-site since about two thousand. And eight, maybe two thousand. Mm-hmm. Actually, two thousand seven. I think mm-hmm. we went, and launched our first one, which made us two campuses.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Then we went to we launched that was Hamilton Mill. Then we launched Flowery Branch. That was our second. Then we launched our third. Actually, I'm saying it backwards because that's technically our fourth campus. You know, right. like,
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: Sugarloaf. And but we began learning things along the way. We began discovering things along the way. Our our nothing is nothing is like we planned or dreamed many, many years ago. Mm. We thought we would have a bunch of little McDonald's, little little shops all over town with 350 seats or something like that. Mm-hmm. And we learned pretty quickly that was just way too small. Mm. It didn't work. We had leadership engines that could do more than that, but we also knew we didn't have the leadership engines to do, like a few uh, uh, multi-sites, they'll launch with 2,000. They, they want to launch with... T- it took us a long time to find out, to discover that we launched our, our zone, our fastball is a room with about 750 chairs. Okay. 300 chairs. And, and so we're building toward that, re gearing everything to the, except Central to that number of seats. So a lot of it was discovery, a lot of it was stewardship. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is is what uh, we learned from our third campus. Mm-hmm. For example, that was the first one where we didn't go straight into a building. Okay. We went into a, we went into a, to a high school for two years first.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, because of the, just the financial implications, so that's where I that come from with the stewardship thing. Mm-hmm. And actually, if you want, we could jump from there to why. Yeah. Five at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Why yeah. that? Yeah, that seems crazy. <laughs> it it, it kind of does. It kind of right. does. And, and and I think, I think for for us, there's three or maybe four thoughts behind that. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is, uh, and this is kind of cool because you know these are all things bigger than we could have ever thought of. Mm-hmm. But momentum. The first answer is momentum. Um, we've learned that it's possible. In, in, a, in a large church environment, when you launch one campus, mm-hmm. they can almost be a bit of an outlier and like, hope it works. Go, you know, go for it, boys. You <laughs> Good know, luck. <laughs> Good luck out there. You know, and and of course that's not the the, the vibe, but but it could it could feel that way. Where mm-hmm. here, in contrast, when you launch five, everybody's affected. Mm-hmm. Everybody's affected. Seventeen hundred adults are leaving the current campuses. Wow. Seventeen hundred. And and that created this massive section of well over 1, pools a thousand were where volunteers were over a thousand mm-hmm. of those seventeen hundred were serving. Wow! Wow! So there's this sucking vacuum thing of yes. a need for people to rise up. So it it there was a there's an inspiration that comes from the momentum that no one's untouched. Mm. Um, the second mm-hmm. we talked about, but I'll go in a little more detail is stewardship.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: we quickly discovered that we could launch five campuses for millions less dollars than we could build one right I mean millions right and and i started to talk about that a moment ago that's why i switched to this other question Mm. when we went to uh, sugarloaf we went to the high school for two years to see let's let's get some traction let's Let's see if we could build this thing to a thousand people or something, which we did before we moved into a building. Mm-hmm. And that worked and that was good. And that obviously provided much more intelligent stewardship kinds of things. Mm-hmm. But in this learning growing process, we've learned another, another layer is necessary. So we have actually have a strategic design now at, as, the, as the result of eight years of learning.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's a three-phased thing. So phase 1 for all these campuses is mobile rental just in and out mobile church right and uh 2 years we don't know 3 years whatever however they'll all grow at different speeds then then 3 to 5 years in a strip mall build out okay and then a build a building
1: standalone building
2: hm. yeah and so We've just learned that this, the, the, the debt, the money, the stuff, it's just, we need to do those phases. And it just, you know what? Maybe if we were smarter, we would have figured that out from day yeah, one. Right, right, right. It, yeah. took us, it took us years to figure that out. Mm-hmm. The third thing is teamwork. Right. There's something really cool about watching these five uh, campus pastors, and five worship leaders, and five children, and five. They're, they're so in it together. Right, so it together, and then the last one, uh, which really is the big one, mm-hmm. but I hate to admit why I don't start with it. <laughs> um, but I can tell you because you and I really appreciate something you don't know. I appreciate that you just did a moment ago. Mm-hmm. You started with the God factor. You started mm-hmm. with the God vision. I, I appreciate that about you, Rich. Because oh. many times, to be really candid, I'll start with that answer if right. somebody's asking. And they go, yeah, 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 I know, God, 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 whatever, you know, right. talk. tell me what you guys, but that's the truth. Here's right. the truth. God told Kevin Myers to do that.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. And
2: uh, a couple years ago at our 25th anniversary, we launched the vision of five campuses in five years, and that was God's voice to Kevin. Mm-hmm. And since that time in our, in our prep, it has changed to, for the reasons I just told you, hmm. five campuses at one time. Wow, but I have to say, says God spoke to the senior pastor.
1: Yeah, well, I think that's a you know I think that's amazing. I think those are, you know, kind of well you know kind of well rounded. I can see that in a lot of churches and in your church, obviously, you know what God's at at work to to make that happen. Let's let's dig into some of the specifics a little bit. So obviously, you know, you're finding. I saw a number on your site. It's a huge number of volunteers you're having to to mobilize. Um, you know, I think you said there's 1,700, you know, so how have you gone about finding those volunteers? What does that kind of process look like, um, you know, for you?
2: Yeah, well, uh, 1,700 adults are leaving. Okay, right, right. We're raising up a little over a 1, 1,200 maybe to replace the, the volunteers. We, we connect, this whole movement has been, a, we've called it, uh, we've themed it, the Pioneer, five mm-hmm. Pioneers, Pioneer campuses, and so so that we have the, the sending pioneers. Mm-hmm. The, the second phase was the step-up. In other words, for those of you staying, you can't all leave, for right. those of you staying, um, who will step up to fill in the gap? And, and we did all the typical things and fun things, T-shirts, step-up T-shirts, step-up rallies and stuff, but that doesn't mean things work, right? Right. <laughs> right. And, 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 but the people have been amazing, and God has moved, and we have been inundated with people rising up, and so, so we've cast a vision. We've communicated the need. We've told how many are leaving. We've told the people who we need, and they are literally stepping up and coming. They, and of course, as you know, as a pastor, there's a difference between sign up and show up.
3: Yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: And we've been blown away. The show up is is a, a huge percentage of sign up, hmm. and they're already moving through training. And so the the momentum is. Really gathered, but what, what I would say to you is in a, in a bigger answer is this this recruiting
3: mm-hmm.
2: is really visionary recruiting. Mm. Now was there a plan and gatherings and all kind, you know t-shirts, right. so all that stuff? yeah, 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 but really it was attached to vision
1: mm-hmm.
2: more than, wow, people are leaving, and now what are we going to do?
1: right? Right, 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 right. Absolutely. Well, we're going through, um, you know, we have four campuses and we're, you know, we're eyeing more in the future. And, you know, locations have been, we're in the Northeast here in New Jersey. Locations is, are tough for us. We have a hard time finding rental locations. And I, you know, to be honest, the part that, a part of this that takes my breath away is finding five locations. Um, can you give us kind of a bit of an insight into that? How How's that process gone? What's
2: yeah, that look like? Yeah, you know what, that was, if I started listing the problematic challenges, mm-hmm. I would list that toward the top of the list of the absolutely unanticipated level of difficulty.
1: Okay, okay.
2: It was hugely difficult. We're still, in this moment, fine-tweaking some of our contracts and things. And yeah. then we began the process in a way probably everybody does. We, we kind of looked at a huge map and so where are our people the most?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Where do we think God wants us to go? And, you know, where are the the population clusters of current twelve-stoners, where are growth sections, where are the high schools and junior highs? You know, mm-hmm. the typical things you would do, like if you're going to plant a church. Yep. And and we were maybe I'll just own oh, me. Maybe I was a little naive, or <laughs> naive on the bad side, full of faith on the other side. But uh, thinking, oh, there'll be dozens of high schools and middle schools, and not true. Right. You know, we found that about a third of them weren't interested in having us there at all. Right. About a third of them already had a church. Mm-hmm. About a third of them either couldn't, were big enough, or, I mean, it was just right. really complicated. And we did mm-hmm. not anticipate one city didn't want us there. Right. They don't even want us there.
1: Right. Even if they have the space, they're not interested.
2: Yeah. And so uh, we underestimated that, but God's helped us and we have an amazing team, our mm-hmm. logistics team. But we have been through dozens and Dozens of buildings. Hmm. Uh, so here's how I here's how I kept myself pumped up. If, <laughs> if Rick Warren could do 54 buildings before he moved in, we can do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, we
2: can do it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's funny we're um, we're in a similar season in that we're really trying to flesh out future locations. And I'm, you know, our team is we're 400 and some odd facilities in on the research side for future campuses. Now that 400? we've tried, yeah, 400. And what we've done is we've cast a very wide net and we're trying to cross off stuff that we've, even at the beginning, like just we know, we're like, I'm pretty sure that wouldn't work, but we want to actually go down the road of saying, we've talked to the people there. We know exactly how many people they can fit in their ballroom or in their auditorium. No, it won't work. Um, partly because we, we just want to know, right? It's like we, we want to be sure. We don't want to leave any stone unturned. Um, So I can imagine that process is, you know, was crazy to try to do that for, you know, for five. Um, That's, uh, that's incredible. Now the campus pastor piece of this is significant. Um, You know, we've, a lot of churches will say that's been their biggest, their toughest, not finding one for their next campus, let alone five. Now you guys are a leadership development. That's one of your, uh, you know, prongs of your three part, three-legged stool. So you must just have campus pastors lying around there just waiting. So I'm sure it's easy, (laughs) but how how did you find them? Don't I wish
2: exactly uh, it is true and we, we we that is who we are we have 25 residents and and they are phenomenal and of course most of them get hired by other really cool churches but we we get to hire we get to we do have the advantage to pick first you know
3: yes <laughs>
2: and and uh, if the timing works and we have an opening so we do we do have a pipeline of phenomenal worship leaders and phenomenal young young pastors but more but the residents would not be commonly going right from the completion of a residency to campus pastor. Mm-hmm. More of them might go into student pastor or some other role first okay. to get some more development. Yep. But uh, to answer your question, currently, and I'll tell you why I'm using the word currently, mm-hmm. uh, three of our campus pastors were raised up from within, from the pipeline. And two of them, we went outside on within a within, uh, pe- network with people that we knew really well these guys, we, we we had, you know, a really a really good sense of who they were,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and I think God's hands on it because the two of them, uh, uh, both named Dan, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Dan Mack and Dan Vanderwall, but both of them are they're like family now. I mean, they they, right. they, they the culture. I mean, so you know, our preference, probably like you, Rich, is raise them up from inside mm-hmm. because the cultural DNA transfers every big
3: deal. yeah.
2: big deal. But uh, these two young men uh, are—they're just us. We love them to death. They're mm-hmm. in sharp, mm-hmm. um, and of course, we're in the same process with worship leaders. Uh, we we are more willing to have a worship leader. If there's a little bit of a younger timeline there.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Worship leader to come right out of our residency and go right into a
1: uh, a campus
2: if they're ready. Yeah. yeah,
1: right, if they're ready. Okay.
2: So, but that and you're right. It's a big deal to get the five the five. Um, I don't know if this is of interest to you, so I don't yeah. have to go on about it, but the mm-hmm. reason I said currently, one of our, our fifth one, uh, we actually don't have. Okay. Uh, and we have uh, one of our guys who feels a call to senior pastor, mm. asked him to step in, and he's a church, I mean, he's, he gets, he actually was one of our lead guys at Sugarloaf. Oh, uh, okay. Very experienced, very good. He's out leading that fifth campus for many, many months if needed,
1: mm-hmm.
2: while we go Find the last
1: one. Find somebody. Now that actually begs another question for me. How much of, um, both on that front, so obviously you were able to declare we're going to this area without the, you know, the final campus pastor nailed down, and then also the facility side, sounds like there was there were still a few balls in the air, but you had declared you're going to this community. Um, you know, there's a faith step there, obviously. We're gonna go in here, we don't have it all nailed down yet. Can you kind of talk through that? How, does, how did that work out those, on both those dynamics?
2: Yeah, you know, we were very open with the congregation. We actually normally our style in the past is it's all locked and loaded, and everything's done on the on the floor that we have.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Here, we really just were very open and saying, "Here are the like the nine areas that we that we're praying about." Mm-hmm. And the congregation sort of surveys and praying with us. Not that they're voting, but they're giving really massive input because without if they don't buy into this, it doesn't work.
3: Right. If, right.
2: if they don't go, it doesn't work. So they helped. You know narrow it to the, to the five and and uh, there was a combination of we're going, mm-hmm. bold step of faith, bold step of if we need to be in a tent, we're going right And I, I think when the congregation senses that boldness and that resolve
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's amazing what gets unlocked when you say we're going.
1: Right, interesting. We're,
2: we're doing this, right? And 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 then they come out of the woodwork. Sometimes somebody, well, I know somebody, and they know somebody. and Did you guys check that building and all that kind of stuff? So, I think obviously we don't want to be foolish, mm-hmm. but I I think we there was enough homework and preparation and prayer in advance that there wasn't anything foolish. Mm-hmm. So we needed boldness to say we're going.
1: Yeah. Well, I know you obviously had earned the, you know, earned the right, earned the chips with people to do that. It's not like, you know, your ministry has, has been, you know, very, has been stable and well thought out and well planned. So, you know, that's actually a great growth point for people to see like, wow, okay, these they're, they are bringing us along in this, but that doesn't create mistrust or like, what are these, these people don't know what they're talking about. It's, it's a kind of next logical step because you've built trust with your people. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, if it was your first campus, that may not be, the, you know, the best uh, decision uh, uh, on that. Absolutely. So
2: And, and so, the, you know, the, the campus pastor thing is very important. But also, mm-hmm. you know, we've spent a long years now working on and learning, the, I think, the number two thing. I mean, the number one thing by far, of course, is campus pastor.
3: Mm-hmm. But
2: not far underneath it, and then everything else pales, everything else pales, is centralizing, you know, where where you are on the on the continuum of highly centralized or highly entrepreneurial, highly independent.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And we, we have a lot of, you know, at, at launch one and launch two, we have no idea. I mean, right. we, have, we have no idea. Right. They're all entrepreneurial guys. Go get them. Right. That doesn't, once you hit four, mm-hmm. that doesn't
3: work anymore. Mm-hmm.
2: And so we have massive amounts of energy into how do we define for us centralized.
3: Hmm.
1: Interesting. So, would you say over as you've launched, you've actually become more centralized rather than decentralized as you've launched? Interesting.
3: Interesting.
2: And 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 some of the some of the churches that started very almost big brother, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they've maybe backed. They were a ten out of ten. They've maybe backed off to an eight point five. We started more entrepreneurial. We were more in the two or three. Mm -hmm. You know, just guys go out there and go for it. Mm We know you're us, so go do us, and we're good.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We've learned that, see, I think that if a church has two or three campuses only, mm-hmm. you can do that.
1: Yep, yep.
2: At from four, and I don't know why four is magic, but mm-hmm. Leadership Network and everybody on the planet has agreed four mm-hmm. and up is a game changer. Mm-hmm. And if you aren't aligned and have systems and, and, and centralized, at least to some degree, agreed upon, mm-hmm. um, that's why we call it 5.1, one. Mm-hmm is we want to stay as close as we can to who we think we are, a little more a little more entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. You, we, so for us, 5.1 is a way to keep it as close as we can to freedom and empowerment.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I was talking to a 14-campus church uh, a couple weeks ago, and that's leader there said, said something was like, wow, that I think is smart. They've actually, they've gone they've they've gone both ways so they started very centralized went decentralized more decentralized and actually have gone back to more centralized and this leader you know said which something that I thought was really insightful she said you know they found that actually just that change of you know kind of changing the the pattern of work a little bit they found helpful because it it forces leaders to look at things a little bit different it forces the central folks to think through campus stuff it, fo- it forces the campus people to think through centralization and I'm like ah, I think there's some wisdom there um, and so she was saying like hey instead of seeing this as like a finished state it's just a, this is where we are today and you know we're gonna that may grow and change as we you know look to the future so I thought that's kind of an interesting. Um, point of view so it, what sorry go ahead
2: it, it, it is too and I think I think one of the things that helps people relax in the centralizing thing if they are resisting it mm-hmm. is that most the, the majority of stuff is already centralized and every, and nobody cares like right. it is centralized <laughs> right. finance is centralized uh, building security I mean there's a lot of stuff that's already centralized and everybody goes well duh yeah really the only thing we're talking about is the core set of ministries, right? That's
1: all. Yeah, campus pastors aren't fighting to do their own accounting. No, you know, there's no, there's no one saying we want to do our own books. You know, nobody's yeah. saying that. No, so. no one
2: wants to do their own IT or their own.
1: Yeah, <laughs> no, it's very true. All right. So, what are you learning in the in this process? That's obviously a big question. But you know, kind of here you are. You're, you know, this this interview is a couple months out from from launch. Um, so, what are, what would you say are the kind of front burner things you're learning today?
2: Well, I think one of the things is we're, we're learning more and more how to build while in flight. Mm. Uh, we, we're at a, we use the word speed and pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, at a, we're at a flight path, a trajectory of whatever you want to call it that no longer allows R&D mm. to have like a, well, we'll go downtime R&D in the summer and we'll do our new deal. And the, it, it, it can never, ever stop. Mm. And so we're actually learning a new skill at how to build things while we're up in the air flying. Hmm. That's a new skill set for us, and, yeah. and we're getting it. We're figuring it out uh, because it's different than slow it down. Let's park it for a minute. Let's figure this out. No, we're still we're go- we're thirty thousand feet. We're going seven hundred miles an hour. Right. We have to build these five while we're running the. full, You know what I mean? And so, yeah, absolutely. We're learning that.
1: Interesting. I think. I think
2: go ahead. Go ahead. I think we're learning that, um, yeah. No no matter how much we plan and anticipate, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: that we're going to we're going to encounter problems. We Mm -hmm. can't anticipate all the problems. Nice. And and that requires like intense resilience and resolve. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because when you like 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 locations are like, we got everybody
1: dressed up and no place to go. Right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's that requires resolve. Um, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Well, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we uh, before we close it up?
2: You know, when it comes to multi-site, mm-hmm. I think I would say please don't don't think of it like a program. Mm-hmm. Don't think of it like the cool thing I heard at the conference, uh, because it's infinitely more difficult than <laughs> one box. Yeah. And I would say be sure that God's telling you to do this, mm-hmm. and you feel like this is a, a vision. Um, uh, it's a true vision that you're owning rather than this is the next cool thing everybody's doing because the guys who are doing that because it's because well it's an intelligent cool thing to do they're not doing so well you've got you've got to know this is what god wants you to do
1: absolutely well dan i really appreciate you being on the show today if people want to get in touch with 12 stone or with you just kind of learn more about what you guys are up to what's the best way for them to do that
2: you know, depending on what they're looking for, they can just you can email me at dan ryland at 12 dot com. They can just or just go generically in and look at the staff and see who they want to talk to.
3: Nice.
2: Um, we you know, we have a lot of resources. If they go up to our to our website, mm-hmm. we have uh, tr- uh, resources for church leaders, and they're all free. Everything is. We've invested quite a bit to give ourselves away. Mm-hmm. So if they, if church leaders want to cruise that site, I think they can find some cool stuff too.
3: And
1: yeah. Nice. Well, thanks Dan. I really appreciate being on the show. I'd love to have you back if you're open to it after launch. Cause I'd love to hear, you know, what, uh, what, what you've learned and you know, what that, uh, what it looked like actually post January 11th. So <laughs> I
2: think that one could be the interesting interview. So let's do it.
1: Yeah, let's do that for sure. We'll wait a couple months, two or three months after, and then,
0: uh, okay. and then we'll hear that. I'd love to hear that. So thank you so much. All
2: right. Thanks Rich. Have a good
1: day.